0: Welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, newsletter record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts.
1: And I'm Robert Luke, Associate
0: Editor of Cargo Facts.
2: And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts.
0: time of this recording, it's the day after the unfortunate uh, death of Queen Elizabeth, Her Her Majesty, uh, there's about a 15-minute delay from London Gatwick at, right now and another 15-minute delay from London Heathrow, according to open-source software Flight, FlightAware. I want to begin today uh, with an acknowledgement of that tragic loss and then spin over to highlighting some experience that we have that I'm not sure that all of our listeners are aware of. Robert, before joining Cargo Facts, you were a... Uh, member in the, of aircraft sales, and you've done a lot of work with a v- wide variety of MROs. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. How do you think this the market for aircraft sales is right now?
1: Well, honestly, it's uh, a good question, Drew. Uh, looking at it from my experience and the interactions with the MRO partners that I used to work with, it's really escalating in a positive manner right now. Uh, you see a lot of business movement uh, resurging in the freighter side, of course, with the uh, pandemic giving a boost prior to that, um, most operators and carriers were already considering their transition to newer models, which are now starting to pick up a lot of momentum into the conversion market, as well as even production factory built orders that are coming in. But to answer your question in respect to the MROs, uh, there's a lot of business that are surging through right now. Uh, And if you don't have a relatively strong network and affiliation with them, you're looking at at least right now a two month wait period for the earliest slot. Uh, And some of the slots are even extending out to maybe a year, possibly two years down the road before any any slots open up for any conversion or regular passenger uh, maintenance overhaul work that is going to be required. I say that's because now you have a different dynamic of aircraft coming into play, where some of your existing regional operation uh, aircraft like Embraer 190s and um various other sorts like even some of the CRJ 200s are picking up some steam uh to get work done on the passenger side maybe not so on the freighter side but you're seeing all these different level of aircraft one needing if not basic maintenance overhaul are being placed for conversion into freighters themselves and another portion that we'll probably speak on is the E-class STCs which are also gaining some momentum as well but uh just from that uh understanding and knowledge alone it, it's very busy right now it normally is around this time of the year as most airlines uh whether they're cargo or passenger operators tend to place their aircraft into service in preparation for the fourth quarter push which is usually the holiday seasons so um Yeah, it's pretty busy. It's very strong. The market is revived. Uh, Passenger service is picking up to normal levels. And so they're seeing a lot of business heading their
0: way from the MRO perspective. You mentioned Class E STCs, and I believe we got a a brand new Class E STC for the A330 earlier this week. Isn't that right, Jeff? That is
2: correct. So this um, is the start of, I would say, a trend um, that is a development from all the passenger freighter reconfigurations that we saw um, starting 2020. But of course, the EASA um, exemption um, for those temporary modifications expired at the end of July this year. And so knowing that that deadline was coming, a few companies um, started looking at more permanent uh, modifications um, wouldn't be limited by that dead deadline and the exemption. And so what we have here um, this week is Avensis Aviation, um, a UK company that we talked to um, last year. Um, they basically started developing uh, what they called it, basically a, a multi-tiered um, portfolio of modifications. So the, the lightest one um, obviously was the the removal of seats that many airlines did, um, that's gone now. But the second one, which is the one that they just got the approval for, um, is what they call the medius modification. And what that involves is basically um, turning the main deck passenger compartment into a class E cargo compartment. And that means they got rid of all the um, passenger cabin monuments, like the lavatories, the galleys, all those. Um, they added uh, a, a smoke, a fire lining, um, they added smoke detection. Um, what they didn't do um, is add a large cargo door and a full cargo loading system, of course, because that, that and that's why we call these modifications and not freighter um, conversions. But what they hope to do is uh, basically, offer customers um, sort of a halfway alternative, um, given that there are long wait times for full conversions and the fact that the process itself is a pretty long one. Um, this one, this modification, is also reversible, um, and it takes between one to two months um, to do. But um, this is this first one is targeted at the A330. Um, which is probably the one one model that uh, on the passenger side has has seen so many retirements. Um, We know there are so many A330s parked around the world. Where are
0: they doing these modifications?
2: The launch customer for this is TAP Air Portugal. Um, Mm. And actually, TAP Air Portugal started working on the aircraft um, at its own MRO facility in Lisbon.
0: So you have um, a choice of Lisbon or Luxembourg for STC
2: monitoring? No, it depends on, what, obviously, where you are, where the customer is, because then um, Avensis and its engineers will come to your facility and they'll um, basically guide you uh, through the modification process. So, th- of course, this was in Lisbon because this was TAP Air Portugal. Um, and I'll get into Luxembourg in a minute, but the, this first aircraft, the A330-200, um, this is one of the two that TAP Air Portugal painted uh, or added a added cargo branding to. Um and so this we should start seeing this one start flying pretty soon. Um I haven't been able to get any pictures of what it looks like inside, but um yeah, they they TAP Air Portugal of course used um these a 33200s as well as a couple of its a 33900s Um took out the seats from a couple of those as well. Um, so it's interesting, and we'll see, you know, whether there are any more customers for this. Um, and of course, Avensis has uh, the next tier planned, which is a full free to conversion, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, and so, but they, so they're the first <clears throat> um, company to get a Class E uh, modification for A330s approved. Now, Luxembourg, um, Valair, based in Luxembourg, um, announced earlier this year that they are also working on a modification, a Class E modification, but for the A330-300. They haven't got the the EASA approval for that yet, but they did say that it would be, um, they said in July there would be in the next few months. Um, So, they're already working on the first two aircraft um, at Valais' new facility in Châteauroux. Um, And so, this one, I mean, I don't know exactly how different it will be, but I do know that they are envisioning the use of um, some kind of conveyor system. um, And that comes with the modification, uh, basically to help speed up the loading process, because, of course, you don't have the large cargo door. so uh, we, I mean, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing when that one gets approved and what it looks like. Um, but and does they...
0: Medias have any conveyor system or anything that would stand, stand out uh, as far as a Class E STC for the A330 um, besides the Valair model? Because, I mean, uh, you have both of these these MROs. It's not even an MRO. It's, it's a firm that I guess might... Travel to you, um, or give you a kit that you can install at your own MRO versus Valair. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see about that, about that market, how these would di- differentiate. And Robert, please chime in if you, um, if you you think you you might know from from the sales perspective of how you would sell this.
1: So that's a good question, Drew. And you know that was part of the question I was going to frame. So thank you for segueing that in. You know, uh, Jeff. Just based on your understanding of this concept, it sounds like even with the conveyor system, it's more or less going to be applicable or beneficial to like small packaging or e-commerce delivery. Because, you know, if you're talking about palletized loading structures, you need the cargo door and cargo loading system to to be able to one load the aircraft up appropriately and safely, uh, but also to do it in a uh, expeditious manner. So, um, one, my question is. uh, what is the, you know, uh, viability of this product? Is it just a short-term component that they're just doing for now? Or do they believe that there's a long-term future prospect for the development of this and that it can actually generate interest that will allow many operators to benefit from this S, from this E-Class STC?
2: No, I mean, you're right. Um, this is clearly targeted at um, lightweight packages, uh, e-commerce, that business. and. Um, I mean, it depends on how the market turns out, because one of the selling points, I guess, is that this is a reversible modification. And so, you know, if you have an A330 that you can't find a use for on the passenger side at the moment, then, you know, it, you could think about um, doing this modification to it um, and maybe, you know, earning some good business on the cargo side. But um, what I was going to say was that, you uh, Avensis actually does have uh, a second customer for uh, MEDIUS, and that, of course, is AELF Flight Service, uh, which has a bunch of older A330s, um, A330 200s. And actually, they just confirmed to me earlier today that they have two aircraft earmarked right now, and they have one undergoing uh, the modification. That's gonna be completed um, in the next couple of weeks, possibly, and then, they have their second one um, following next month. So, so does these... that
1: mean? Uh, sorry to interrupt, Jeff. But, but when you said reversible, I'm picking. I'm piggybacking off of that statement. Does that mean that this is more or less like a quick change format? Or once you convert it from passenger to the E-Class STC uh, variant, you that's it. It's in its permanent um, makeup at that point. To just only operate. Oh
2: no, no, yeah, uh, no, you're right. I mean, it's we're not wrong in thinking about these as kind of quick change, um, but of course, those do, the quick, the, the quick change aircraft that we normally talk about are the ones that do have a cargo door, right? Um, so, the but in some ways, yes, this is a quick change, and that's what I mean when I say reversible. Um, so, you know, all it takes is, six to eight weeks and then you can turn basically turn your a330 back into a passenger carrying machine um so there is a certain appeal to it um especially if you have a large number of possibly older a330s um that you may not need or want to use uh, on the passenger side um and you know it's with lightweight packages i mean it's still you, you can still carry a decent amount. Um, and course, but that depends on how good the market is, how strong the market is.
1: Yeah, the strength of the market. And then also, um, two things that are sticking out that I'm sure they're working on as they try to, you know, promote the STC, uh, you know, the three to four week turnaround time to reverse it back to passenger if a carrier decide to do that, that's three or four weeks of not making money. So now that airplanes on the ground for another month to convert back and then two, how quick Will the conveyor system allow them to load up e-commerce packages for delivery versus just having a cargo and loading system you know is there a benefit to that or is it at least yeah, somewhat close I mean, to
2: the loading time? we don't know but that's these are all you know factors that come into the equation of whether you want to do this or not and then of course there's the actual cost of the modification itself um but you know at least right now the market still seems like it's strong enough and one other thing i was going to say was Uh, We actually, there's at least one or two other players that are looking to do this, and I talked to um, Eastern Airlines. They are also um, developing a Class E modification for 777s, and they've got two aircraft already undergoing the the modification in Kansas City. and they I I know
1: where <laughs> exactly and
2: uh, I mean yeah that, so they're also banking on on the market staying strong when they eventually get that approved um but in kind of similar to eventssis uh, Easton is also planning um you know a, a f- an additional layer of uh modification after the class e um but we will uh, we'll see and uh, we'll look out for um, possibly a story next week um, on that.
0: Certainly. Well, this is all very interesting. And um, I know some of our listeners might be interested. So I wanted to point out that we'll be providing updates on all these Class E SDCs, including the Class E for the A340 type, which I'm particularly excited about, um, and posting regularly on cargofacts.com. For more market insights, I want to draw our listeners to cargo facts consulting or CFCInsights.com, where you can find more in in-depth coverage of market forecast and other crucial insights for players in our market um but really quickly before we end jeff don't we have another hint of something that might be stirring in southwest asia
2: of east asia yes um And we've been talking a lot about Southeast Asia when it comes to 737 Classics. But um, next week we might have a a story that is about Southeast Asia, but isn't um, about 737 Classics. Um, And I have um, an interesting uh, video of uh, said development. So um, yeah, we'll look forward to that next week.
0: We certainly will. That's all the time that we have for today. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to Cargo Facts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and CargoFacts.com. Thank you again.